Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Somebody get a shot up at the buzzer. It's good. Brooks Hall. Brooks Hall. Hits it at the buzzer. The Dayton Flyers. Pandemonium. And the Dayton Decibel does it. Welcome back to Talking Out Loud. We thank you for returning to the podcast feed tonight. Dayton has just wrapped up a very, uh, let's call it stressful, 65-63 win over SMU. They dodge a good look at a corner three to win the game by the Mustangs. And Anthony Grant has officially won a non-conference true road game, his first since he became the coach of the University of Dayton Flyers. Uh, Deep breaths, everybody. Exhale. Dayton a victor here tonight. What a game. Uh, It's never boring. Uh, Dayton basketball, that's one thing you can say about Dayton basketball. It is never boring. They always play in these highly contested games that make you want to pull your hair out while at the same time giving you a very, very gratifying feeling uh, for a win. So tonight they they did enough. Uh, Was it pretty? Absolutely not. Um, Did they play well? Sort of. Kobe Brea was the hero tonight, uh, 23 points off the bench, a new career high, including a, a big three with under a minute to go to put Dayton up five and to prove the difference in this ball game. Uh, just, ugh, I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm only, I've only been talking for a minute and 20 seconds, but we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit more. Uh, we'll take a look at the box score, kind of talk about some, some issues that I have currently with the Dayton basketball team, but, uh, it's it's a win, and it's a win that Dayton needed. It's a win that uh, they had to have, and they get it. And on the road against SMU, who you know isn't anything too special, they were the 87th ranked Ken Palm team coming into tonight. But it's a game that could potentially help Dayton down the road. And you know, winning on the road at a conference against you know a top 100 opponent—that's nothing to scoff at. But it's a win. It's a huge one. It's one that, as I've said and reiterated here already, it's one that Dayton needed. But we're, we're going to jump into the box score here and take a look at just how Dayton gets this one done. 65-63 to 63 is your final score. SMU led for much of, much, of this, much of this basketball game. As a matter of fact, Dayton did not grab the lead in the second half until it was 49-48. At the 15:01 mark, SMU quickly regained it and then kind of flip-flopped back and forth. 
we pick it up with 5.57 to go with Zurich Phelps for SMU making a three-point basket to make it 59-55. to From there, it was a it was a it was a slugfest. Uh, not much scoring in the last four four twenty seven four twenty seven. It was sixty to fifty nine. SMU the final score. Uh, Dayton sixty five. SMU sixty three. It's never easy. It's never it's never fun a lot of the times. But it, the fun is in the winning. And uh, Dayton is a is a winner tonight. And as I always tweet out, and as Uncle Uncle Al always said. Just win, baby, and that couldn't have been more personified here tonight than this win in Dallas in front of George W. Bush, who was courtside for whatever reason. I guess he had nothing better to do on a Wednesday night than take in an SMU Dayton basketball tilt. All right, it's box score time. Let's get into the box score here. Let me change my page over here. All right, uh, great game from Duran. Duran Holmes, 20 points, 7 boards, 6 assists, 3 blocks. Only one foul. You're six of ten from the field, seven of nine from the free throw line. You'll take that every week. You'll take that every night. You'll take that every night. The ball gets tipped. Uh, Duran was sensational tonight. He he looks, uh, you know, kind of like a deer, like Bambi on the ice every once in a while. But uh, he played very very well. And Kobe Brea, eight of thirteen, six of eight from three, twenty two points. I believe I said twenty three earlier. Drewby regrets the error. Two steals, one block. And yeah, so him and Duran make up. 42 of Dayton's 65 points. Uh, Enoch Cheeks started the game 3 of 3 from 3 for 9 points. Didn't score the remainder of the game, but he did grab 7 boards. Uh, Javon Bennett, 2 points. Nate Santos, 4 points. Kobe Elvis, 4 points. Isaac Jack, 4 points, was your scoring for the Dayton Flyers. They were 10 of 20 from 3. And I think we have enough of a sample size now to just say that Dayton's a pretty good 3-point shooting team. I think that's just the case. I realize that uh, Eleven or nine of the made threes came from two guys, but fifty uh, percent from the field on twenty attempts, you'll take that. Um, only shot ten free throws, and Duran shot nine of them. Uh, the only other free throw that was taken in this game was Nate Santos missing the front end of the one and one at the end of the game there, which could have you know put it out of reach, but he decided not to make it easy for us and to make us sweat this one out. Uh, they were twenty four of fifty one from the field for forty seven percent for SMU. 26 of 63, 41%, 5 of 22 from 3, 22.7%, and only 8 free throws. Uh, they made 6 of them for 75%. Only 18 free throws in this game. Very interesting. Uh, the, the rest really let them play, it looks like, uh, from there. All right, uh, rebounding. A uh, lot to say here. Okay. Um, Dayton at 31 rebounds, SMU at 35. Uh, 17 of those rebounds were on the offensive end. That's not good, and it has been... A recurring theme with Dayton this year in their games so far this season. So against SIUE, it was eight offensive rebounds given up. Against Northwestern, it was 12. LSU was four. St. John's was 13. Houston was 17. Youngstown with eight. And SMU was 17, which puts it at 78 offensive rebounds given up on the year for a little over 11 a game. That's That's got to get cleaned up, and I don't know how they want to do that if the guards got to start getting in there and scrapping it up a little bit, if the big guys just need to get a little bit stronger on the glass. But Dayton is going to have to really shore up the rebounding as we move forward through the season because those, those are how you let lesser teams stay in the game. And quite frankly, SMU was a lesser team than Dayton. Dayton was a much better basketball team than SMU was, in my opinion. This shouldn't have even been a game. If Dayton plays the type of game that they've played already this year, they they would have won that game pretty comfortably. But instead, they give up 17 boards, 
and they allow SMU to hang around and they allow them to kind of lead a little bit. But in the end, all that matters is the result, the result, the result, and the result is a Dayton Flyers W on this Wednesday evening. So where does Dayton go from here? Well, it's a good win, and then they return back to the friendly confines of UD Arena on Saturday for Grambling. And then they have UNLV coming in. Then they have Troy. And then they have the big tilt against Cincinnati, who has been pretty impressive throughout the first part of the season. So you've got the remainder of the non-con right in front of you. You've got wins in the bag against St. John's, against LSU, and now against SMU with the opportunity to get wins against UNLV and Cincinnati on the board. So if you can get both of those, you can put yourself into a very, very nice position as you move forward into the A-10 conference play and positioning yourself for a potential at-large bid if it comes to that. But I think this team has got what it takes to win to win the A-10 title. But again, we haven't done that in 20 years, so we'll just have to wait and see on that. But like I said, everything this team wants to do is right in front of them. Your only two losses on the year coming on the road at Northwestern in a game, quite frankly, you, you could have won, but you let slip through your hands. And then, you know, a loss to a really, really, really good basketball team in Houston. So really, it's only one discouraging loss on the record, in my opinion. And you've won every game. And, you know, when it comes to winning games on the road, you just got to find a way to do it. And that's been a very, very frustrating thing for Dayton to do since Anthony Grant has taken over, especially in the non-con as his record has been well-documented in his non-con true road games. But he, he finally gets off the schneid tonight, and it's a, it could be a confidence-building win for a team that I think is just going to keep building it and building it and building it. And once we get into conference play and we start going on the road, you're going to need results like this one. You're going to need to find ways to win games that are close late on the road to help yourself out as you move forward. And winning these games instills belief in the basketball team. And that's that's what it takes. Um, I'm looking at the ESPN page right now. Dayton is averaging, and I don't know, if I'm sure this hasn't been updated to factor in tonight's game, but coming into tonight's contest, Dayton was tied for 396th in rebounds per game at 31. That is, uh, the rebounding is an issue. That's no secret about that. And I think it's going to be an issue as we keep moving forward, and hopefully it's an issue that can be mitigated a little bit. I'm not saying you need to become the best rebounding team in the country overnight, but you got to mitigate some of these offensive rebounds that you're giving up because it's going to allow teams to stay in games, get easy putbacks. Because the easiest threes to make, in my opinion, in basketball are when somebody gets an offensive rebound and it gets kicked out to a inside out to a shooter. And that's what happened tonight. Dayton with a 65-60 lead. They give up an offensive rebound. It's a kick out to the top of the key for an in-rhythm three that they bury to score their first points in over four minutes. And it's stuff that like that that can come back to bite you in the ass eventually down the line. So you gotta you gotta shore up rebounding and you gotta shore up turnovers. You know, Dayton almost turned it over, almost had a catastrophic turnover late. Uh, luckily Deron Holmes was active, knocked the ball out of the players' hands, and then came off the SMU player's foot. The referees hysterically, emphatically declared the ball SMU's direction while realizing their mistake and then calling it Dayton's ball, which all that nonsense preceded Nate Santos missing the front end of a one and one. And again, if you make if, you, if Nate Santos just makes his free throws, we don't even have to sweat out that last three pointer. And then SMU got a pretty darn good look at it, and they went for the win. And I kind of respect it. I don't know if it was the first their first option or if it was an option off of the play that they had designed out of the timeout, but. All in all, 
All that matters is Dayton gets the victory. So Dayton a winner tonight, 65-63 on the road. They come home for Grambling on Saturday, 2 p.m. at UD Arena. And, you know, the march goes on. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to Atlantic 10 play. We have six non-con games remaining. If Dayton can win five of those, and quite frankly, I think they should win all six, but that UC game, like I said, will be tough. But if they can win five of their six, I will feel pretty darn good about where we are at going into A-10 play. And your A-10 slate, really, you start kind of light. You go on the road to Davidson to open up. Then you have UMass at home. And then at Duquesne, which will be a tough game. But I, from what I've seen on Twitter, there's going to be a good Dayton contingent in Pittsburgh on that Saturday. On that, I don't know if that's a Saturday or a Friday game. I don't know what January 12th is. We'll know when we get there. But Dayton, again, winners tonight, 65-63. So other scores around the A-10 from Wednesday night, 78-65. to uh, St. Joe's is a winner. They are now 5-2. and two. They have lost the game to Texas A&M Commerce, and they have beaten Villanova. Isn't college basketball just the best, everybody? Other action around the league, Temple playing an absolute gong show thriller with LaSalle. 105-99 with 14 seconds to go in the third overtime. Amir Brickus for LaSalle has 41 points for the Explorers. That is uh, that is insane. Uh, Duquesne, a four-point victory over UC Irvine at home. George Mason beats NJIT 86-68 at home. Uh, Wichita State paced Richmond 80 to 68. Richmond is four and three on the year, and Davidson beats Charlotte on the road by four. So that was all the A10 action on Wednesday night, uh, and Dayton, of course, a victor as well. Looking forward uh, tonight's A10 action, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson travels to Fordham, and on Friday, George Washington goes to South Carolina, and Norfolk State travels to the Caffeinasium to take on. BCU. So taking a look at some records for the Atlantic 10, Dayton at 5-2, George Mason is 6-1, George Washington is 6-1, LaSalle is 5-1, UMass is only 3-1, Duquesne, Rhode Island, St. Joe's, and Dayton all 5-2, St. Bonnie 4-2, St. Louis 5-3, Davidson, Loyola Chicago, and Richmond, and BCU all 4-3, and, and Fordham taking their old familiar place down at the bottom of the Atlantic 10 standings at 3-3. Three and three. So nobody nobody in the A-10 is below 500. I guess that's a, a positive spin in way you could, you could look at that. So p- plenty to shake out here in the Atlantic 10 as we move forward. Like I said, Dayton has six more non-con games. Uh, about one more month of non-conference play before uh, the real good stuff gets going with Atlantic 10 conference play later on in the season. So... I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving holiday. Apologies for no episode last week. I was planning to get something up, but with the holiday and everything and with the harsh weather change, I was feeling under the weather. So it would have sounded like I smoked 10 packs of cigarettes before I went and started talking into a microphone. So I figured that I'd just save save myself for this week. Uh, no guests this week. Uh, it's more of a, of a rapid reaction episode. In the non-con, you know, it's kind of hard to keep belaboring the same kind of points. You really just talk about the games that are in front of you and the games that Dayton plays. So uh, we're hoping to get some more guests as we move forward. And once we get into A-10 play, we can have some of our familiar guests that we've had in the past from the other A-10 schools to come on, chop it up with me, talk some A-10 hoop like this show has been known to do. So a short episode today, short episode tonight. Uh, But Dayton, 
gets a big, big win on the road against SMU 65-63 player of the game. Kobe Brea. It's got to be Kobe Brea. He basically rescued Dayton in that those last five minutes. Uh, he, he won the game for Dayton tonight. I know Duran played a, a, a very well overall overall game, but Kobe Brea is definitely uh, the player of the game tonight. And, you know, I think starting lineups are a little overrated. Uh, you know, who starts doesn't really bother me. It's all about who finishes the game on the floor. Kobe Brea was on the floor when the game mattered tonight. Um, but, you know, maybe you take a look at starting him, but I, I feel like he's better suited coming off the bench. That's just me, and, you know, the coaching staff will know how to handle all that. So uh, a great game from Kobe Brea tonight, though. It's always fun to watch him when he gets uh, fuego, as everybody likes to call it. And, yeah, other than that, I think that's all I got for tonight. There's two rules on this show. You wear red, you be loud. We'll see you all Saturday, 2 p.m., University of Dayton Flyers versus Grambling at the Decibel Dungeon. I bid you all adieu, farewell, and go Flyers.